My friends, welcome back. Slauncher, help to you. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to um, go over another of the chapters of one of the individual oems from uh, the book Oem Fire in the Head by Daniel Levy. And I would like to just get right into reading it because it's a fantastic chapter. So it's talking about the uh, M Fiorfeta called Muin. Muin is the initiate's secret weapon, the card of his sleeve. The inward nature of the M Oem reflects its outer power to manifest the will of the Druid. True to the vine-like nature of Muin, it has a way of permi- permitting the fusion of reality and imagination for a time, as well as the intertwining of the waking mind with the non-conscious parts of the psyche. This, of course, extends allegorically to the world outside of the initiate on a cosmological scale, where that which is other than himself can be realized as such, yet might for a moment be fused with the essence of the initiate for the purposes of making manifest his will-desire. There is a cosmological process of manifesting that is maybe cosmo- cosmogonical that is ultimately found in the mystery of Moon, which ties the cultivation of the inner self with the cultivation of the outer world in preparation for bringing into being that which is desired or expected in any work of magic or druidry in a way that is exteriorized. In its most basic form, the magic of Muin is in five steps. Step one, imagine it. Cultivating wisdom, cultivating vision. This is sowing the seed. So every change begins first within the deep parts of the mind where the creative self lives. And then step two, will it, which is cultivating willpower. This is watering the seed as it were. There must be a nurturing aspect to the imagined idea or concept, the thing that the initiate desires. To truly manifest it, he truly desires it. He pours on the water of desire. Step three, believe it. This is cultivating knowing. This is learning to see growth or learning to believe in the reality of its becoming. It's easy to imagine a thing in, in two dimensions, more difficult, of course, to see it in three dimensions, and uh, harder still to feel its presence and know its reality before it is made manifest. Yet this is precisely the believing that must take place in this step. And step four, you must work it. This is cultivating real-world action. This is the most often skipped step. The initiate cannot expect miracles to happen at the wave of a druid's wand or rod. Magic doesn't really work like that. Magic is work. It's a process like any other. It's simply more mysterious and thus forbidden. This step, however, is about acting with purpose uh, and with a pre-made plan in mind all the way to its fruition. It is important for self-growth to stick to a plan as well and that this shows the young yet immortal self that it is 
that its divine creative godness has the ability to create and design what it creates before it is brought into perfected being, before it is uh, wrought in a manifest way. And step five, finally, receive it. This is cultivating reception. This is harvesting one's yield. There are factors at play here, of course, timing, aesthetics, etc. The, the, the initiate has to know how to receive the final result. Where it has been said that one must do the work to manifest the desire, it has not been said that one will be producing it with his own hands. Therefore, he must be ready to receive it when the time is right. If it is in the form of a gift, know how to reciprocate, how to say thank you. If it is offered in negotiation, know how to purchase without insult, without being insulted. And above all, cultivate a thankful demeanor. This is, this is the mystery of reception. Each step is crucial and comprehensive, which, while each step must be taken in the correct order, they must be taken continuously. In other words, you don't just do it once. So, f first you imagine. This is when the, the vision is sown. It's willed into existence. Then, when it is created in the subjective universe, you must believe it exists while holding your vision and continuing the use of your will in its ongoing creation. This aids belief. Uh, work to earn the, 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 the desired thing when you, get to, when you begin to believe it, you cultivate the right circumstances for its manifestation, for its coming into being. That is, you prepare. And while keeping your vision, willing your desire, and believing it is yours, and acting with the required effort to, in order to manifest it, then you also must create the final stage, which is the actual reception, which means harvesting, purchasing, gifting, etc., this process is one that brings a thing, anything, into existence. From the spark of imagination to the physical reality, this process is the real druid magic that comes with initiation. It is, in fact, a natural process, not some vague or mystical notion. The initiate will find that he can create a new flute for his magic in this way. He can create a new situation in which he is better situated. And yes, initiate... He can even create a god of himself. This is dark druidry, but it is druidic. Muin gives us this inwardness that is the process of creating from inner reality into outer reality. This is the MFU in its alliterative associate meaning of the goddess Morigu. Uh, and her great influence on all of our worlds. She is Mor Morrigan, the great queen. She is Morigu, the, the, the queen of demons. She's the battle crow, the carrion crow, the washer at the ford. And yet, despite these spooky epithets, she places no harm upon anyone. She removes the refuse, clears the old away, and makes room for the new to come into existence. The Morigu teaches the initiate that without death, and destruction, there can be no renewal, no new growth. For there is a finite amount of energy and matter in the universe. For the creation of one thing, there must be the destruction of one thing. 
this is further the great justice and balance that we find in the Tfue 10. Muin is the path of the voice, the neck, through which Oam is vibrated and chanted, and the names of the ancestors are evoked with strength and exertion in a proverb of slaughter. These are the kinnings of Muin. The initiate of today will understand the greatness of the profession which is associated with Muin, which is Miladiac, or soldiering, given the era of military action we live in today. It is a it is a it's a dangerous profession and a dangerous concept in Muin. This rapidly speeds the initiatory process, however, if guided by wisdom and meaning as opposed to aggression and stupidity. Soldiering or the path of the warrior, the Bushido, is the initiation of the shadow self, the skyak, and the making of warriors and heroes that is immortals. What deeds cannot be forgotten are eternal. So the the hero, like Kahulin, when he uh, he was told that he would that he would take up arms, but he would live a short life though filled with glory, and he agreed. Because he understood that the uh, deeds and the stories and songs of those deeds uh, live on forever. It's a relative immortality. The Mfu has a hidden meaning of erotic love and desire as well. It is uh, spiritual eroticism uh, or, or a bond akin to the Germanic filcha or the Irish fetch. The mystery of Muin's connection to this is found in Cahulin's relationship with Morigu. The initiate will gain an understanding and a useful model here, which will aid him and or her in their own initiation. And this is vital. And there is a purpose to the ordering of the Oams that Muin is the first few after the halfway mark is telling as well. One should consider that. So Muin is inwardness. It is uh, introspection. But... It's also drunken, drunkenness as well, because Muin is the vine. Uh, uh, the fruit of the vine is the grape, and the fruit of the grape is the wine. And so that inwardness uh, is, is also talking about intoxication, how, uh, and also about manifestation, because when we are uh, in a shamanic or a, a Bachian kind of um, or back in kind of frame of mind or frame of body if we're drunk or intoxicated, then we, uh, we, it's almost an automatic exteriorization of the inner world that we're creating uh, because there is a, there's a line that's blurred between reality and fantasy uh, when a person is uh, inebriated. And Muin creates that a dangerous situation where that line is blurred, but also it's a magical situation. So you have Merlin, for example, who is uh, who uh, alliterates with Muin. Uh, you have Merlin, who's the laughing madman, because you know he who who sleeps under the apple tree, and of course, apple for another fruit could be considered a a, 
a product of that is, is uh, wine, whiskey, whatever. And so uh, it, it's, it's funny because we think of these kinds of sweet fruits as delicious and as uh, attractive. Uh, but there is a, there's an attraction to it that's also dangerous, and we find that in addiction. And so as Muin talks about the inwardness, then the lesson of Muin is that that inwardness can be exteriorized. And we can bring ourselves out of that shell as well as bringing out of that shell the, the mentally devised plan that uh, as an initiate we must put together and we must create the world that we come to inhabit. And this is, this is the great mystery of Muin. And we've laid out a, a five-point plan here on how that, how that uh, can be achieved. So, I hope you guys enjoyed it today. I enjoyed the telling it. And as always, uh, Slancha and Ushtate, health and happiness to you.